2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC.
1: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet... You can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
2: This is Pack Your Knives. I'm Kevin Ornevitz. And I'm Tom Haberstroh. Tom, Pack Your Knives enters a new phase today. We are starting an entirely new season of Pack Your Knives based on an old season of Top Chef. Why wait for season 18? We don't know when. We don't know where. But we have in the trove, Tom, just great season after season of Top Chef, 16 years of this show. And we figure it's time to tackle one of our favorites. Tom
3: Colicchio called it the best season ever. Las Vegas season six debuted in 2009. He said to the Hollywood Reporter, that was the deepest pool of chefs that we had, meaning that we had eight that could win. Now, Kevin, not only was this known as or widely considered the best top chef season ever, we also have several contestants from the All-Star season on season six. So Brian Voltaggio, Jen Carroll, Kevin Gillespie all made their top chef debuts in this season which should also be super fun to watch in retrospect
2: yeah it's a it is regarded among top chef aficionados as sort of like the 2003 NBA draft Tom just a, just a <laughs> class good. a class like no other uh, Dep, I, I want to tell you something about just the four chefs uh, that, that we know three from the from our most recent all-star season and Michael Lantagio. in the first eight weeks of this show, among those four, there was only a single low finish, and that low finish was kind of part of a team competition. Wow! That's how dominant and top-heavy this season was. It is – you You look at that grid that we enjoy looking at of just the results, and, and it is just it, – it was a battle royale. This was unquestionably one of the most competitive, one of the most talented. A time I think that the show really came into itself – with competence. We we had such a great conversation last week with, with some of the the brain trust of Top Chef. And and that moment it seemed like when a good show just really hits its stride. It knows what it wants to do each episode. It knows how to design a, a quick fire, an elimination challenge. And to me, and I think, you know, Tom said it on our on on our uh, our interview with him as well, that this is just sort of this is Top Chef at its very best, at the height of its powers, at the moment it kind of became self realized.
3: So, Kevin, I ask you: When was the
2: last time you watched this season? I'll be honest; I've only watched it once. I have not done a lot of rerunning of Top Chef. I don't know if it's because it's it's not because I don't absolutely love it. I, I don't know if it's because it's a competition show, no different than I don't I don't throw in even Game Six of the two thousand thirteen fi- NBA Finals. I'm right? With you. you. know, I'm it's like I, I don't. So much of of the suspense and the fun of watching is predicated on not knowing. Uh, and, and what's very interesting is I'll make a confession right here. Uh, I only got into Top Chef because you told me to get in Top Chef. I was not somebody who watched from the beginning. I was vaguely familiar with it. I'm not a big TV watcher. Uh, I, I am a, a food person, and it wasn't until you and I were marooned in Miami in the <laughs> fall, winter of 2010-2011, in the spring, where you sort of urged me, especially with like I didn't have a car, I didn't have much to do on off nights. It was a very it was a very bunker mentality in Miami on Biscayne Boulevard where I was living, and so I just I needed stuff to watch. You know, and you 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 encourage me to to undertake this, and I started from season one, and it took me about like a week and a half to do the first six seasons of this show. I mean, that's I'm how not into even it I'm.
3: I'm wondering, Kevin, was there like on demand at that point? Because this was in 2009 when this debuted, and when we were in Miami, that was like November of 2010 to 11. So it must have been on demand, or, or did you or like, how it did you, might, watch it? you
2: know, there there were other memes by then, and I, 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 that I had sort of uh, perfected in, in terms of oh, okay. acquisition of of, of video. And uh, it might have been through one of those. I do not know. I will have – I I always as a policy pay for something that I can pay for. But the television industry being what it is and just the – idiot. like right now you can't even – I wanted to show Eric like some Freaks and Geeks. You can't actually – Wait, what? You can't even purchase Freaks and Geeks right now.
3: You can't purchase Freaks and Geeks? No, no. I feel like I watched it on – they don't have it on streaming anywhere anymore.
2: There are like Oscar-nominated films you can't find. That you 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 can't even purchase for fifty dollars if you wanted to, um, the entire industry is screwy. And so, how are um, kids supposed to navigate their middle school and
3: high school years without watching Freaks and
2: Games? I don't know. Like it'll it'll pop up at some point, but this happens to like prestige shows all the time. There's some gap in licensing, or someone had the rights or lost the rights, or the rights are still being renegotiated, or term is up, or whatever it is. So I don't know how I watched it, other than i knew pretty sure it was on my laptop. Uh, cause I did not have smart TV back then in Miami in the rental, but you were the one who urged me to get into this. This is such a great season. Um, I mean, you want to go through just the, the, the powerhouse. I mean, you mentioned some of the names you want to go through them, go through the full roster here.
3: Yes. So let me just say here, Kevin. I haven't looked at the grid and I'm kind of weird about this. I have watched it back when I recommended the show to you. I would forgotten that I recommended the show to you, which warms my heart. It just makes me so giddy to know that that was actually how the origin story of how you got into the show. I had forgotten about that, but I would say, I haven't rewatched this. I don't remember episode by episode what happened. So this is almost like reopening an old book um, that y- you remembered so fondly as a, as a child, but now we're adults and we're looking back at a top chef season that, um, I remember Michael Vol- and spoiler alert. Everyone knows if you're watching
2: pack, you're not, or listening. So Pac- maybe, you know what? Let's not, let's not tell folks.
3: Okay, you okay. might, you know, what
2: you, I, I don't think we should tell folks. Okay, Listen, okay. we're, we're going to try to approach this as a rewatchable exercise, so that if you have not seen this,
0: hello, listener, guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about Butcher Box. Butcher Box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep Okay. you can follow along, pretend
2: that COVID is not with us, that the um that, that the good folks at Top Chef are not sort of biding their time, waiting for another season. You just want to fix. If you haven't done it, it's like the old NBC slogan back in the '90s, Tom. It's not a rerun if you haven't seen it. It's new to you if you have not seen it. So why don't okay. we just allow listeners? We're not going to give away too much, um, but there it's a because it's a it's a it's chock full of just Great moments, great challenges, great competition. But let's not – let's just say, hey, we're not going to give any spoilers. We are not going to give any spoilers. Okay, So uh, we know the Voltaggio
3: brothers are this season. Jen Carroll from uh, this season was on season six Las Vegas. I do remember her from that. Kevin Gillespie was on season six Las Vegas. And so those four people know about. Now, let's keep going through the list.
2: All right. So who do we got? Um, we have Eve Aronoff, uh, who is a chef owner of an eponymous hotel or rather a eponymous restaurant in Ann Arbor called Eve. We have uh, Ron Duprat, who is in Hollywood, Florida. We have Ash Folk, sous chef at Trestle on 10th in New York. And, and, and Mike Isabella. I remember um, him. Yeah. As a tenya in Washington, where I actually have eaten. And because, I think returns in a later season as well. This is not his – this is his maiden voyage. But I don't think it's – I know it's – I think it's his first but not his last appearance on, on Top Chef.
3: Yeah, so those were their locations, their jobs at the time. At the they, time. At the time. And Eli Kirstein um, from Atlanta at Eno. Do, have you ever eaten at Eno or know of Eno, Kevin, as an Atlantan?
2: Um, I do not know it. That does not mean anything. I am a native Atlanta. It has been a long time. I keep tabs on a good number of places, uh, but I am uh, I, I am I am not familiar okay. with the work. No.
3: Okay. So then there's two from Seattle. We have Robin Leventhal and Ashley Merriman. We also have Pretty uh, Pretty uh, Mystery uh, from San Francisco. We also have Martine. and, and to
2: Oakland. I think she had a restaurant in Oakland.
3: Okay, and we have two Bay Area. Uh, Mateen Noblia um, from San Francisco, a native of France. I kind of remember this like red scarf that he wore on the show, but vaguely. Who else is on this season?
2: We also have Hector Santiago uh, at Pura Vida in, in Atlanta. Jesse Sandlin in Baltimore. Uh, Lorene Wickett is a is a chef and caterer in San Francisco. And Jennifer Zavala in Philadelphia. Is an exact chef. So again, I don't know how many of these they might not be in the same cities. So you're just getting all we're getting all this from the initial bios of at, at the moment in time, right? We
3: are going in a time capsule here, Kevin. Right.
2: Because Kevin Gillespie's noted as Woodfire Grill. Great place of eating there, but you know, like gun show to me just brought it to the next level in, in terms of, of his his work. So there.
3: And as we as we knew, uh Jennifer Carroll, chef uh, Jennifer worked for Eric Repair, and on here on this on this little bio, chef de cuisine at Ten Arts by, uh, by Eric Repair. So, facts facts those are not lies uh in this time capsule that we're going to in 2009 where i got a feeling by black eyed peas was the number one song in america the los angeles lakers were the nba champions what what, what else was happening in 2009 kevin like you're, you're really good with this stuff like what kind of songs were coming out lady gaga i feel like was big at this time
2: lady gaga i know that like like there was democratic rule both in the house senate and white house that I was like the only good. time that ever happens uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. This is 2009, 2009. I, I don't know. I just, uh, it's all, that was like my first season kind of covering the league. I, I this is, this is a tough one to me. I'm, I'm old and senile. Did uh, you, did you
3: hang out in Vegas at all at this time? Like, would you know I have, what these I, have I have a dirty are? little
2: secret. I mean, I went for summer league and I liked the food scene in Vegas. Um, but I am not exactly a, uh, a Vegas person. I, I get in. I get so this out. this is a road game for you? It's a road game. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, it, it was sort of an interesting period for for cinema, I guess. Um, you know, like, the the heyday of the Miramax Fine line sort of indie films of the 90s were long gone. I mean, I think Slumdog was that year. But mm. uh, what else did we have? Like, I don't know. The culture was sort of, I don't know. The culture was in flux. Um, it, it, this, this, this is a tough this, one.
3: This wasn't. Was not was, we are past the bootcut Gene era, right?
2: Oh, we're definitely past the bootcut jean <laughs> era. I mean, I think I think at this point, sort of Mad Men, had kind of slenderized, at least men's fashion. Certainly. Mm. So you know, I think I think that 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 that's definitely. Um. There was like so, I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's 20, 2009. There was a good Dirty Projectors album that summer. I think, like. Solange had a really good record and TV on the radio. I think that the previous fall. But, like, other than that, I'm just trying to, I am having trouble with the cultural markers here, man. Oh, you know what? Julian Casablancas had that really, really, really good um, solo album. Uh, Phrases for the Young. Phrases for the Young. That was a really good piece of popular culture in 2000.
3: I remember we were at Sonia Martinez in Miami. Uh, Michelle Bernstein's one of her great, great spots that she had to unfortunately close. Um, but it was 2010. And I remember you were telling me that there was a song coming out that was going to be a huge hit and you played it for me the, for the first time. Oh, that
2: was the, um, yeah. Cause that, that was like a pop, a brilliant pop song. Like, so one of the things I like to do is sort of, I don't listen to a lot of popular music, but I like to identify a piece of pop music that I know will just hit. And what was oh, what was that song? That was um,
3: yeah, it was uh, boom, 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 boom. A day, da, oh, the da, Foster da, the da, People
2: da, song. That the Foster yes. the, that was 2011, man. I know. That Sorry, but that's old. the
3: one where you called it at the dinner. I said Sorry, that's that. going
2: to be a huge pop single because it just yes. it had all and the accoutrements was. of 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 alt pop in the uh, early part of the 2010s. Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah. So it, it's an interesting moment. Also, I think for food, it is sort of the Foodism had definitely taken hold, but I think it's when people realize this could literally be a sport. I mean, I think one of the reasons Top Chef hits its stride now is there's something about, um, you know, and this is obviously before before the economy crashes. There's a lot of really great restaurants going out of business in '09 and 2010. But um, I think it's a moment when people are like, oh yeah, wow, the food world can sustain a competition reality show. There's well, enough I mean, let general me ask interest you there.
3: Let me ask you this: How are we going to play this whole like spoiler? Are you going to be looking at like the recaps of every episode before you? No, watch no, it I'm coming? gonna. You know
2: what? I've I decided I am not going to do a lot of homework. I'm going to treat it like I, I'm I'm Rip Van Winkle. I, I'm gonna just Tom. I'm right now. I'm just gonna just. It's first of all, I am senile, so it's not like I'm going to remember shit anyway. <laughs> so I might as well capitalize on the senility. And, okay. and approach this like it's a new thing.
3: I love it. I love it. Now, for those who are listening at home, they're like, where can I watch Top Chef? Well, good news. You can purchase it on a lot of the streaming platforms. Uh, me personally, I get it with my Hulu live subscription. So I can go back. It's all archived on Hulu. That's how I'm going to watch the show. How do you plan to watch?
2: Uh, I, I will. I might do uh, Amazon Prime, loath as I am. Do so. It just—it's use—it's a. I don't have Hulu right now. I can't do everything, and I do have Amazon Prime, so I'll probably do it that way. Okay. Uh, I will not do torrent or BitTorrent anymore, so um, the feds can stay away.
3: Okay. Okay. Good. I don't want to lose you, Kevin. I don't want to lose you you to the feds. So um, you can also watch uh, Padma's new show, uh, Taste Nation, on on Hulu. So maybe we do that also at some point down the road. Is is you know, kind of reunite with uh, Padmo a little bit. But the Hulu is where I'm going to watch. Um, season six, Top Chef. I am super excited about this. Um, now, a little bit of bookkeeping here is, well, we've got a regular schedule coming for you. Every Monday, we will drop a new episode of Pack Your Knives, season six rewatch. So if you wanted to watch Top Chef every Tuesday night, every Monday night, or keep it the same on Thursday nights, go for it. We're going to give you that episode every Monday so you can get your week started right with a Top Chef rewatch season six episode from it. Pack Your Knives. Sounds like a plan. I'm excited, Kevin. And I'm excited, I'm excited for, the, for the listeners, too, because uh, I think you guys are going to be able to tell us some things that maybe we forgot about or uh, we didn't know about with some of these chefs Um, I do know that we're planning on having some guests on the show as well. Maybe Kevin will come back. Maybe Jen, if we didn't scare away Brian Voltaggio, maybe they'll come back and join the show. So um, we are just going a rewind, a rewatch of season six, and I am super pumped.
2: Looking forward to it, Tom. Uh, And stay tuned. Watch your feed. This will happen. We're very excited.
3: So watch it with us. Every week, starting from episode one, Mondays, We're going to drop every episode and go all the way through the show, just like any normal season of Top Chef. And as a reminder, go follow Pack Your Knives on Twitter, at Pack Knives, and also on Instagram, at Pack Your Knives. Are you going to take us out here on the teaser? For Tom
2: Havistro, this is Kevin Ornaments, and this is, or will be, or soon to be, Pack Your Knives again.